0: A moment of power. It's time for a moment of power podcast with Pastor Johnny Henderson, being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 through 7. If you would please stand. I'm going to read from the, from the NIV this morning. Genesis 17. We are continuing with our series, The Fundamentals of Faith. The Fundamentals of Faith. Are you ready? It reads like this. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then, let the church say then, then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down and God said to him, as for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come, to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. Let's go to verse 8 also. Okay, it says, uh, The whole land of Canaan, where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give. As an everlasting possession to you and your descendants, after you, and I will be their God. I wanna I wanna use this morning verse one as a as an argument builder, if you will. It says, When Abram was ninety-nine years old, the Lord appeared to him, and said, I am God Almighty, walk before me faithfully and be blameless. I want to use as a subject this morning. Let's try this again. Oh, let's try this again. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that has happened here this morning. We we thank you for the ministry of music. We thank you for the yes. our young people that have served so faithfully this morning. God, we thank you for the ushers on the doors. We thank you for all of those that have that have tuned in, that have joined in. God, we pray that you are are pleased thus far with all that has happened here in this place. Heavenly Father, as I stand behind this podium to preach your holy word, I pray that you would anoint me afresh to share what you have given me to share with your people. So God, may we all be blessed as a result of your word. May we be edified. May our thinking be transformed. May, may May our faith be stretched as a result of your word. This is my prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. You may take your seat. Let's try this again. I want to talk about recovering from faith, faith failures this morning. Recovering from a failure of faith. Have you ever struggled with your faith? Let's be real about it. It's okay to tell the truth. You don't have to raise your hand, but just just answer to yourself. Have you ever struggled with your faith? Then the second part of that question, I wanted to take it home with you. What did you do to regain your faith? After you've gone through seasons of doubt, discouragement, impatience, and frustration. You know, several weeks ago, we started in Genesis chapter 12. Listen to the story. Leonard Griffin, a minister of Deer Park United Church in Toronto, he was from 1960 to 66 minister of a famed city temple in London. It says that when he was 10 years old, he went to a summer camp where the chief leader and counselor was a remarkable young man who made a lasting impression on him. Twenty years later, in a city where he was serving as minister, he discovered why the counselor had made such a tremendous impression on hundreds of boys. The man was a committed Christian. One day he was told that the chief was in the hospital, seriously ill. He went to see him. He was but a shadow of his former self. His teenage children were at his bedside. It was difficult for Mr. Griffith to be his strong self. He muttered some words of comfort. Smilingly, the patient said, I am not going to get better. I have cancer and I am going to die perhaps tomorrow. Then he turned to his children, but we are not afraid. We know that everything will be all right. In other words, the diagnosis said one thing, but faith says I'm going to be healed and I have no doubt. This, This is the spirit and faith of a Christian, y'all. The great, the, the great theologian Martin Luther said, once said, miracles take place not because they are performed, but because they are the life of Abraham and how to develop some faith principles for our very own lives. First thing we understood, we understand that faith requires obedience to God. Amen. That simply means we want that God wants our obedience to him When he commands us to to do something or go somewhere. The the, the thing that trips us up, we become hesitant because we don't know the outcome. But always know that whatever God tells you to do, whatever he tells you to say, or even wherever he tells you to go, always know that God is with you. He says in Isaiah 43 verse 2, when you pass through the waters... I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Do you believe those words? Do you believe that God is with you? Always know that God is with you. Always know that even the song they sang earlier, even when you can't trace it, Know that God is with you. As it's saying, hold on to his unchanging hand. Time is filled with swift transition. But our God is constant and consistent. God told Abram to leave his native land, leave his plan, his tribe, go to a land that God would show him. God took him there. The land was already occupied by the Canaanites. Several years passed by. God still had manifested his promise to Abraham and Sarai. Still, Genesis chapter 16, last week we witnessed how instead of trusting God, Sarah and, Sarah and Abraham decided to make their own plan. That happens to us all the time. They, they became impatient that God was taking too long. Their, their impatience then distorted their decision making. Because Sarah, she doubted God's ability to give her a child. She, she gave her Egyptian concubine, if you will, Hagar, to uh to Abram to conceive a child. And Abraham went right along with it. Well, Abram went right along with it. And he became, to, became the father of this son named Ishmael. That's right. Didn't, it didn't quite work out like she wanted it to, though. Their impatience led to an unwanted outcome, y'all. And it was unwanted because that whole situation turned into great turmoil. Hagar treated Sarai with contempt. In other words, in our modern day language, she she was hating on her, if you will. But then Sarah responded by hating on Hagar. Unwanted outcomes, and that that caused uh, Hagar to run away. But later in chapter 16, an angel of the Lord appeared to Hagar And her told her to go back to Sarai and Abram with the promise of many offspring. I love this in chapter 16. Hagar, she goes on to give a name to the Lord. Genesis chapter 16, verse 13. She says, you are the God who sees me. For she says, I have now seen the one who sees me. Hagar had a theophany or or an encounter with an angel of the Lord she then goes on to give God the name Elroi, uh-huh. the God who sees. Right. She she returned with a new understanding that God sees us and cares about us even when we face difficulties and problems. God sees us, y'all. I don't know if you. I don't know if you. I need to. I need to hammer it at home. God sees you, even even in your worst your worst season. God still yes. sees you that's why that's why hagar called him el uh-huh. he sees everything amen yes, that's where i want to go today even when we struggle in our faith god still sees us yes. even when we struggle in our faith god still cares about us Thank you. sometimes we have setbacks with our faiths or we have deficiencies with our faith we have shortcomings With our faith, but God still cares about us. Even when we find it difficult to truly, truly, fully trust him. Amen? Amen. Now, I I don't say that to to encourage you to stay in a place of doubt. I don't want you to stay there, but I want to encourage you to move from a place of doubt back into a place of fully trusting God. Amen? Amen. Despite all the mistakes that we learned about Abraham and Sarah, we can still learn a great deal from him with regard to faith. We learn a lot from him, y'all. We can learn, we learn, we have learned, we can learn. We've learned what faith is and what faith is not. We already know that faith is not disobedience. It is not frustration. It is not impatience. No, my brothers and sisters, those are what I would call deficiencies of faith or the failures of faith. But here's what faith is. Faith is responding To God's word. Amen. Remember, it it was God that initiated this relationship with Abram. God told him to go. He responded by doing what the Lord told him. He responded to the promise of God. And so in our text today, God again appears to Abram and clarifies that the promise he gave them would come true. So as we look at this text, God is now, he's now ready, y'all. He's ready to put the promise or this covenant in place. He has watched Abram arrive, but now he wants to reaffirm what he had already told him. And and, and some things we can learn about faith today as it relates to this text. I want to get right into my first point. Number one, this is good news. This this might be my most important point today. Number one, God allows redirection. That's that's, that's good news, y'all. When you're struggling in your faith, when, you, when you're dealing with doubt, discouragement, the good news is God allows redirection. We kind of hit on that this morning in Sunday school when, when old Bill was trying to redirect my man Joe. God allows redirection. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Whenever we, whenever we have gotten it wrong about our faith or in our faith, God allows us course correction. Let me put it to you like this. We serve a generous God. The Lord is kind, y'all. So the good news is, if I'm struggling in my faith, Mm -hmm. if I'm I'm having some doubts, God allows us to turn that thing around and get back on track. Let me put it to you like this. I'm saved, Mm -hmm. but I have trouble with my faith. I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to use a few of these cliches, y'all. I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, but sometimes I struggle with my faith. I'm too blessed to be stressed, but every now and then, because God is not moving like I want him to. Amen. God allows redirection. Sometimes we need to reset or change course or or change our mindset, y'all. And that means for us that faith is not about being perfect. So I'm going to encourage you this morning. If you're here today, you're failing in your faith. If you're having doubt, God gives room and second chances. He gives second chances. We serve a God of second chances. Think about Abraham in chapter 16. We see in chapter 16 he, Abram proves that a person can be a true believer And still get it wrong When it comes to our faith Amen. We, can, we can be true believers But still struggle with our faith Amen. Amen In other words Let's try this thing again Abram, think about it He went through seasons of doubt Distrust We go through seasons of doubt Distrust but that's not the end, y'all. doesn't have to be the end. That's good news because God is a patient God. God is a forgiving God. Amen. And Here's the key thing, though. Here's the key thing, right? Don't allow doubt, distrust, or unbelief to be the final result. Amen. Continue to keep God as the object of your faith and trust. He allows redirection. Consider verses 1 and 2, what we read earlier. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Verse 2 says, Then I will make my covenant between me and and you and will greatly increase your numbers. What I love about this is God has been extremely patient with Abraham. Some would argue that Abram has been patient with God. Either way it goes, there's a whole lot of patience on both ends. Amen. So, here he is. He's 99 years old. He has another visitation from the Lord, reminding him of the covenant made when Abram was then, back then, 75 years old, y'all. God identified himself to Abram as God Almighty, or El Shaddai. This was to remind Abram that it's God who has all power. Amen. Power to keep every promise. And God has the power to meet every need. Amen. Yes, and so God reminded Abram again. He has a responsibility of obedience. That comes from a personal relationship with God. Yes. That's what God wants from us. He wants us to enjoy a close fellowship. or relationship with him. And at the same time be obedient to him. Amen. So God, God reaffirms his original promise to Abram. But then God places a requirement on that. He says, walk before me faithfully and be blameless. I don't know about you, but if you look at it real closely, it seems like to me. God has given him a chance to change course. If you, if you really think about it, God has given him a chance to redirect himself from the doubt, discouragement, frustration, and impatience. Amen. All that has happened over the years. God appears to Abram and says, for lack of better words, let's try it a different way. We've done some things the way you and Sarah wanted to do it. But God is now saying, let's try it again. I just want to encourage you this morning. Maybe there's somebody here this morning. uh, You couldn't quite figure it out, but give God. uh, uh, Let's try this thing again. Try it God's way this time. Amen. He told Abram, walk faithfully and be blameless. In other words, he said you need to get your act together. It means simply to be innocent, y'all, of wrongdoing and not having any guilt. Here's what it does for us, though. When God says walk faithfully and be blameless. What he's trying to tell Abram, what he's trying to tell us is, is to prepare ourselves to receive what God wants to manifest in our lives. It was a command to be spiritually prepared for what's to come. We, I would suggest we can't, when we're, when, we're, uh, when we're captive to distractions and doubt, those things uh, detract from our faith and make us spiritually unprepared, if you will. This is why God allows redirection. He wants us to be spiritually prepared. He wants us to be faithful and blameless for everything he wants to release into our lives. So then he, he, he redirects Abraham from doubt discouragement from all that has previously taken place. He redirects them. So then for us, it means it simply means it is a call to integrity or Christ-like character. Amen. He says, walk before me faithfully. Yes. In other words, as I said Wednesday night, God wants us to go beyond just believing that he exists. It's bigger than just believing he exists. Your relationship with God is more than about salvation. There's more to this relationship than being saved. But God wants to do things in our lives. He has given some of us visions and dreams. He has released prophetic word in some of our lives. He wants to manifest, he will manifest all of those things that he has promised, y'all. He wants us to live a life of strong faith. Yes. Yes. Strong faith. And obedience, from, obedience to God cannot be detached from that, from that relationship. All right. Amen. So, so we must trust and obey God's guidance. That's, that's simply what it is, y'all walk faithfully and be blameless. trust and obey his guidance let, let, let me say it like this our relationship cannot be compartmentalized so true. So true. it all goes together faith, yes. obedience yes. Uh, trust, yes. patience with God yes. trusting God's timing it all goes together like one big old pot of stew yeah, you can't separate it like a like a tupperware dish, amen yeah. but here's the second thing about faith y'all Faith is where grace is released. Faith is where grace is released. This is where God meets us. This is where this is where the power of God accomplishes that which needs to be accomplished. It's where grace and favor is released. When we have faith, we know Hebrews eleven and six says, "Without faith, it is impossible to please God." But consider Mark chapter 11, verses 22 through 24. Jesus talking to the disciples. He said, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. But believe that what he says will come to pass. It will be done for you. Therefore, I tell you, Jesus is saying, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Jesus says, do not doubt it in your heart. So I want to tell you this morning, faith, that is where God, faith is where grace and favor of God is released. Amen. After God has God has redirected Abram, He, he tells him to walk blamelessly, you'll notice there is a change in Abram's posture. So Abram changes his posture. He falls down on his face and worship him, and God goes on. To, uh, to change his name, if you will. So I'll take, I'll take this one step further and say, when we maintain our faith and never give up, God releases favor, y'all. He releases favor. In the case of Abram, he reiterates the promise. Verse 3 says, Abram fell face down. God says to him, ask for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very few. For I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. God simply reminds Abram of the promises he has made to him in the past. God will make a great nation of him, and he will bless Abram. It's a reminder or a revelation to Abraham, if you will, to fall at his feet in worship. Mm-hmm. I like this because God, he He gives absolutes here, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's not probables, but absolutes. God says, I will. Yes. He gives that, that statement several times, y'all. Yes. And what I take from that, God, he, he... In other words, God has already completed his plan Through Abraham. But God wants obedience. He wants faith. That is where facing where that is where in in our faith, in Abraham's face, faith, that is where grace and favor is released. Amen. Sometimes it's hard, y'all, because all all we can see are the obstacles. Sometimes all we see are the trials we face. Sometimes we, we have a hard time getting over our doubt and discouragement but you got to make it up in your mind you got to believe in your heart that God has already it out whatever it is that God has promised you whatever it is you're praying about whatever it is that, that vision he has given you you got to trust that God has already worked it out even though he hasn't released it yet and sometimes God has to approach us and give us a redirection just like he did, Abraham, Abraham in the text there. We we can say whatever we want about Abraham. We can say whatever we want from from chapter twelve to this point. We can say we can we can talk bad about him, whatever we want to say. But one thing we can't we can we can always include in this: Abraham never gave up. He never gave up, y'all. No? And I want to encourage you this morning: don't give up. Think about all, all of the unbelief yeah. Think about all of your unbelief oh, yeah. All of Abram's unbelief All of the frustration The impatience yeah, I know. All of All of making their own plans Thinking they can help God out Think about all that He never gave up Never, never gave up And so for us When we doubt God There is room for repentance and grace amen we all struggle with our faith but the key is to surrender to god's will that's the key y'all abraham fell down at worship god reiterated what was to come both of them received grace for their previous shortcomings so the key for us this morning if we are struggling with our faith grace is still available God God still wants us to trust and believe that he can do anything but fail amen that's what God wants he wants us to trust and believe he can do anything but fail from 75 to 99 still waiting still going never gave up don't give up church but here's the last thing concerning faith and I'm gonna go ahead and close it out. Here's the last thing. When it comes to faith, y'all, you gotta resist regression. Resist regression. Watch this. When you've come out of that place of doubt, when you've when you've uh, come through that season of discouragement, you gotta resist allowing your faith to regress back to those places. When you, when you have gotten over your season of doubt, or when you have been through the valley, the low places, when you've been through the crooked places, when God has straightened that thing out for you, when God has delivered for you, when God has given breakthrough, when God has answered your prayers, you got to resist allowing your faith to regress back to those places that God brought you through. I say it all the time, we want our faith to increase, yes. not decrease. Yes. So you got let me say this, resist the urge. Resist the urge to think that God cannot do the impossible. Amen. God can, God can and will do whatever we think to be the impossible. And I didn't read this earlier, but we find it in this chapter. God, he even extended the promise to Abraham's wife. Verse 15, God also said to Abraham, ask for Sarai, your wife. You are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name will now be Sarah. Watch this, God says, I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. Now watch this. Abram fell face down. He laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man 100 years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? Abraham said to God, If only Ishmael might live under your blessing. I see some regression here, y'all. Abraham's reaction consisted of several responses. It, It may have been all. But he's laughing. Maybe it's a, a laugh of doubt, disbelief. But whatever his response is, it speaks to me that there is still a measure of doubt in Abraham. Y'all. We, we cannot let uh, our faith regress. I, I know that she's 99, he's 100, or 90 rather, and he's 100. In our modern day context That may seem impossible I'm sure some of y'all Don't want to have another baby Uh, and, And I know I know this text is about Bearing a child It's about them bearing a child But the key for us We got to resist the urge To thinking that God can't use you Because of your age Or whatever your physical condition May be this is about bearing children, but God can use us for whatever he wants us to use us for to accomplish his will and his purpose, no matter what limitations we may think we have. Here it is, God wants us to think bigger and believe bigger. That's what he's trying to tell Abraham. I can do bigger than those limitations you put on me. And just like before, Abraham he wants to, Abraham wants to offer God an alternative arrangement the key for us we, we got to remain faithful y'all yeah. and, and, and stop trying to give God alternate plans that's, that's what we that's where the regression comes in that when we live it what God can do how many know we serve an almighty God yeah. we, we, we serve an all seeing God and all powerful God that's why he told Abraham, "My name is El Shaddai, God Almighty. You can't, you can't put these limitations on me. If I said I'm gonna do it, I will do it." Amen. 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 And so, so he's capable of doing what seems impossible to us, and that also means that God knows what's best for our future. God knows what's best for our life. So, so. so he is capable of delivering on all His promises, y'all. Yes, He is. Yes. But don't let our impatience lead to lead us to substitute His plans for our plans. You gotta trust that God has the perfect plans. Plan. Don't live in what God can do. Oh, yes. I always remember, faith means it means it means trusting God in every aspect of our lives. Amen. Amen. It means instead of making our own plans and. Asking God to bless them, He wants us to trust His plans and His lead. Amen. And I, I, believe God's plans are better than mine. I don't know about you, but I believe I have. I believe He has my best interests at heart better than I do. He wants us to trust Him and be obedient. He wants us to seek His will rather than our own will. Amen. And so when we learn to trust God, I believe that's an important part of our spiritual growth. Amen. Amen. I'm reminded of I'm reminded again of Jesus and the disciples, Luke chapter five. Jesus got on that boat with Simon and the fellows. He told him to put out into the deep water and let down nets for a catch. And Simon and the homies they had been fishing all night. They complained. They complained. Hadn't caught anything, but they obeyed Jesus, and they ended up catching so many fish, y'all, that their nets begin to break. And what I'm trying to tell you this morning is, sometimes we need to redirect our faith. Sometimes we need to reset our mindset. Amen. Sometimes we need to calibrate, if you will, our faith walk. Sometimes we need to. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. If, If we walk by sight, we'll never be able to comprehend anything that God does. Amen. When we walk by faith, God can and will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You ought to walk by faith. Amen. When we walk by faith, he is able to do exceeding above, abundantly above, above all that we have or think according to the power that working in us. Let's try this again. Are you struggling with your faith today? Try it again. It's okay for redirection. If you've been struggling, God allows you to get it right and strengthen your faith. Faith is where God meets us, y'all. It's where his favorite grace is released. But then, may God stretch your faith. A Moment of Power. It's A Moment of Power with Pastor Johnny Henderson being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Connect with them by visiting their website lzmbc.net. Pastor Henderson, Lady Henderson, and the Little Zion family want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you will not miss a moment of power.